on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College, this is the Captain's Corner. Here are your hosts, John Parker Wilson and Rashad Johnson. What's up, everybody? This is the Captain's Corner podcast on the Alabama Insider Channel. I'm John Parker Wilson. He is Rashad Johnson. Let's do it, baby. The famous, the infamous, the oh, man, man, the myth, the legend, Rashad Johnson. He's at Rashad Johnson on Twitter, at Rashad Johnson26 on Instagram. Yeah, appreciate it. I'm at JP Wilson14. Hey, what, what we're the Cabin's Corner Podcast. I don't think Presented you, by US Wellness Meets. That's exactly right. Man, man, what I tell you, I got a chance to uh, taste a little bit. Of the U.S. Wellness Meats. Chicken, yeah. apple, sausage for breakfast. It's as good as it gets. Thank you, it? honey. Shout out to Chelsea. Chelsea on, Chelsea's on, on, the, on the oven range? Or is she on the stove? Or was she, it you? She does, no, no, the wifey does it. I'm not much of a cook. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out on the grill with those steaks and mm. ribeyes and things like that and throw down this Saturday after after the Southern Miss win. We got an early game, so kick back after and, and really enjoy it with the fam, man. So can't wait. Have some U.S. wellness meats on the grill. And their animals eat right, so you can too. You can check, those, check them out at uswellnessmeats.com. And don't forget to use the code BAMA. To save up to fifteen percent on your order, you can be grilling out like Rashad, like me. I'm definitely going to grill. Yes, man. If it's you don't want to grill, you can, man, just come by the house. I mean, we got to do the game in it anyway. So just afterwards, let's slide through over, you know, in the North River area. We we'll grab a bite and maybe even beat you in a little golf if you want to do that. Ooh, now we're talking. And yeah. I tell you what, you know, everybody's been talking about how hot it's supposed to be all week and and how hot it's been the first three three games. Yeah, it's only a 90, 90 degree high on Saturday. Mm. That's basically. It's basically winter. Yeah, I gotta say, yeah, like, yeah, what we've been having the past three weeks, yeah, it's definitely winter. I think it was plus ninety three ninety four in Arkansas, uh, Arkansas. I'm sorry, South Carolina last week, and then the week before against New Mexico State, man, it was like ninety seven. They said index was like one hundred four on the field. Like I literally melted out of my clothes, sunglasses. Well, you got all this concrete everything. surrounding you. There's no airflow. I mean, it's right. hot. Yeah, I mean, those people were baking on the east side. Oh my god! After the game, man, I was like, how much water did y'all drink? Because like. Some people are really struggling right now. Baking like those U.S. wellness <laughs> But we won't have to worry about that this Saturday, even though it's a uh, 11 a.m. kickoff. Can't wait to get it started. Southern Miss. Yeah. Golden Eagles coming to town. They're 2-1. and one. Mm-hmm. They've got wins over Alcorn State and Troy. Put up some big numbers against Troy. They lost to Mississippi State, though. They're, they're in-state rivals. So we got, we got them coming up on Saturday, 11 o'clock kick. But before we get to that, we got to recap this South Carolina win. We do, man. First road test of the year going on, getting it done. And it really was a test. I mean, a lot of people aren't probably going to say that, but, I mean, if you were to look at the score at halftime and look at the way the first half went, I mean, it easily could have been a tie ball game. You know, the fake field goal and, you know, the goal line stand at the half. I mean, we're looking at a 24-24 game going into half. Easy. The fake field goal, that was a, I mean, that was a great play call. And, I, th- I you know, Thank goodness for the inter- for the penalty because they had two pretty costly special teams penalties. If mm. not, like you said, it's 24-24 going in. And, man, South Carolina scared me before the game. Yes. They lost to North Carolina, a game they should have won. They threw two interceptions in the fourth quarter. Jake Bentley did. They gave up 15 points in the fourth quarter. So, coming in, I was a little scared. 14-10 to after the first quarter and then 24-10 to at the end of the second quarter. But... They had that big long drive right before half, and look, you you, you talked about it before. Mm-hmm. 
you can't you can't lose giving up nothing but field goals. Right. I mean that's that's basically you know the positive of that game. You know when you look at it defensively, I mean we gave up a ton of yards in that game. Um, they were able to drive the ball on us pretty well all all game long. But at the end of the day, it was one of those you know moments where you bend but you don't break. You know, I mean, I we have to be you know happy with the win, but we can't be satisfied with the way that we we got that win. I mean, there's definitely some things to work on defensively uh, in terms of just getting the line. You know, that they were they were giving us a lot of unbalanced formations. Whether that was when I say by unbalanced, that means we may take an offensive tackle and put him on the other side of the line with the with another offensive tackle. So now you're looking at a center, a guard, a tackle, and a tackle. So now you want to shift your defense to that type of front because you're expecting more of a run coming at that heavy formation and they were doing some wicked things to where they weren't they weren't necessarily running it but they were actually isolating their best player on the backside Brian Edwards leaving him in a one-on-one matchup you know a lot of times with Patrick Sertan or Josh Job or, or Trevion Diggs and I mean this kid just he really really raised his stock I thought as a football player in terms of how he caught the ball and how physical he was you know just as a presence the entire game and a really really special player that, that showed a lot um, I'm thankful that we were able to you know, contain him enough to, to get that W. No doubt. Nine catches. He went 79 yards. Didn't score a touchdown, but he's a guy. If I were Ryan Helensky, that true freshman quarterback, <laughs> I'd be looking for him every single time. No he's, doubt. He, he's a big guy. He looks, you know, he looks like a Julio Jones out there, but ran, ran really good routes. I think it was a good test for our, for our secondary all around of those guys having to match up a lot of times one-on-one because we knew they were going to run the ball. Yeah. They were going to try to run the ball, which they did with some pretty good success. Yeah, over 100 yards rusher, man. Yeah, Rico Dattle went for 102 on only 12 carries, so he was averaging eight and a half a carry. I mean, that's pretty good production. That's smoking, man. That's awesome production, you know, at the running back position. I mean, so that that's something that we have to work on. You know, we, we say we see 47-23 as a victory, but, you know, on the inside of this thing, you're, you're seeing, you know, the football aspect of us saying, no, we got lots of things to work on because we can see what Coach Saban and the rest of the staff is saying when you see, you know, 324 yards passing, another 135 rushing with, you know, a runner who rushed for over 102. Uh, I think, you know, another big aspect that was able to to change the ebb and flow of this game 47-23 like we said was the turnovers you know we were able to get two turnovers so even though you know total yards Alabama was at 571 and Carolina was at 459 those are pretty pretty close you know I think the turnovers were you know the huge factor in that game to to also help us in the moments that they helped us with you know Anthony Jennings doing a great job coming off the edge with the script fumble and uh, Xavier McKinney man he's just he's been the alpha all year he's flying around just a tone setter uh, did a great job late in that game knowing that they were going to throw it up making a play on the ball man but yeah definitely definitely a big win but just way too many yards yeah there's no doubt and I, but I think we settled in pretty good because Carolina came out and they had they they knew they had their guy Helensky making his first start mm-hmm. so or excuse me a second start I mean, what they what they needed to do was make sure he got off to a good beginning to the game. Yeah. And, man, they had those first 15 plays, which everybody in the country does. I mean, we yeah. did it in high school. I think we probably did it in middle school. Mm-hmm. Where you, you literally script out, okay, this the first, second, third play are all going to be predetermined, and you practice those plays over and over and over again. He came out. They went 13 plays on the first drive, 60 yards, five first downs. They ended up only kicking a field goal, but man, they were clicking coming out of the game, coming out of the gates, and really gave him some confidence. They didn't throw it down the field, but they did a lot to make our defense think and say, "Hey, this is gonna be this is gonna be a 
test today. Yeah, like you said, they didn't throw it down the field, but like you said, that very first play, you know, was a rocket sweep by Brian Edwards, something you hadn't seen him rushing through and uh, making a great, great, uh, great run on that play, uh, getting a first down on the first play, and then the next play coming back to him on a screen, you know, three plays in a row opening up, they was letting us know that we're going towards our best, you know, our best player, you know, our best offensive guy, our weapon that we have. We're going to get the ball in his hands early on. Um, and like I said, they also came with the unbalanced formation. It wasn't just the offensive line, but just receivers that was going with the unbalanced formation as well. And uh, w- w- look what we have here, man. We have a great opportunity for our, our first interview on the Captain's Corner podcast. We got a call in. It's coming right now from the one and only, man, Mr. Josh Josh Jacobs. So I'm excited about this one. Fans, listen up. Let's get it done. I can't wait. Josh, what's up, man? This is John Parker Wilson. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, man. Thanks for calling in, man, to the Captain's Corner podcast. You're our first. Uh, caller, someone on the podcast, man, no greater person, uh, no bigger name. Um, just really excited to have you on, man, knowing, you know, everything that, that you journeyed through here at the University of Alabama to be where you are now. You know, how is it, man, embracing the Freighter Nation? What has it been like? Uh, first off, thanks for having me. And, uh, man, it's, it's, it's fun, honestly. Uh, the NFL kind of brings the joy back to, to the game of football. And, I mean, it's a lot easier than what I what I expected it to be, but it's definitely fun. Awesome. Yeah, Coach Saban definitely runs a tough practice, doesn't he? I mean, there's no doubt about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely more relaxed. <laughs> well, you're having a good season so far. I mean, you're the guy. I mean, you're the feature back. What's it been like going from, you know, having two other – two other guys in the backfield with you last year. But now this year, I mean, you're the one getting the carries. 35 attempts, 184 yards already, two touchdowns. You're getting it done. Is it, has it been a change for you becoming that number one featured running back? Um, I don't, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily been a change just because of the way that I, I practice and, and the way that I've worked. I kind of always prepared myself um, to be in a situation um, when the opportunity presented itself. Um, so it's just about coming in and then just – uh, executing the game plan and just wanting to be the best I can be. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, and the best that you can be is, I mean, the sky's the limit, bro. You've proven that. Uh, I, I thought you were quoted saying that you don't want to be labeled a soft back. Um, what, what do you mean by that? And, you know, are there some, some running backs that have, you know, in, in your, in our, that was in our past that are in the game right now that you would say you kind of mimic your game after when you think of someone that wasn't a soft back? that you like to, you know, take their style of running and, and apply it to your day-to-day um, what you're going to do this season? Uh, yeah, well, what I what I meant by that is basically uh, it's, it's a lot of people that play the game um, and, they're, and they're worried about getting hurt or, like, preserving themselves and things like that. And they kind of, mm-hmm. like, don't give their all. And I'm just one of the people, like, I'm going to lay it all on the line um, each, each snap. So, I mean, that's just what I kind of felt like by not being a soft back, uh, not running out of bounds when it's one-on-one on the sideline. Uh, Things that I grew up watching that just made me fall in love with the game. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people kind of – Yeah, a lot of people kind of venturing away from it. Uh, So I I just want to bring that love and that passion to the game uh, for myself back. I mean, so that's what I kind of do. And, I mean, a lot of of great running backs that I used to look up to, I mean, even ones that – came before I was even born, like Walter Payton and things like that, that I just loved their style of running. And, <laughs> and the, the way that they just carried that stuff when they when they ran the ball, I mean, it, it always excited me. Uh, so I kind of try to steal little bits and pieces from everybody, honestly. 
I love that, man. I'm I'm probably getting in trouble for saying this, especially since I was doing the radio color last year when you playing. But man, talk about love. I loved watching you play. You were one of my favorite players. Just the way you went about your business. But when you got the ball in your hands, you, I could I could see it. You were looking to punish other people. Is it different now to do that at the NFL level? Because people do kind of go get, uh, about the game in a different way. You know, it's just it's, yeah, a, it's a different thing. Uh, I wouldn't say that it's different for me. I, honestly, um, people with DBs in the league still don't want to tackle. So it's not just much of a difference. Um, but honestly, it's, it's more, for me, it's more of mind games. I mean, I, I want to be able to hit you when you feel it or, or make you miss. Uh, I mean, I don't want to just be a one-dimensional player. I want the defenders, like, when I come up to them, to not know what I'm going to do. And uh, so that's probably just the biggest reason why I try to do a little bit of everything. No, and you do a great job at that. Um, I got one more question for you. As far as, like, I mean, you play at a historic program here at the University of Alabama in, in the college ranks, and now you're probably going to one of the, you know, most historic and just uh, – The Raiders. The Raiders. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's, it's the Raiders. It's the, it's the black and silver, man. It's, it's the black hole, you know, like – how does it yeah. feel to go from one historic college program to kind of, you know, kind of the same caliber in terms of, like, just fanatics and fans in the NFL yeah. level as well? That felt good because a lot of times you go from, you know, like I went from here to the Cardinals, not no diss to the Cardinals, but they didn't have the same statue as the Raiders, the Packers, yeah. the Cowboys, those type of teams. You're in one of those yeah, historic places. Yeah, it's, 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 definitely, it's definitely, like, it was definitely huge for me to come here because – um you feed off the fans sometimes, and sometimes you need that juice and you need that energy. And just to see the fans just as excited and just as crazy as, as the fans were at Bama, um, it kind of makes me feel at home. And uh, it kind of, like, gives you a purpose to go out there and, and, and put put it all on the line. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely huge. Totally understand. My last question of the day, I'll let JP have the next one, man. But we've all played this game, man. you played it for a while. I've played it for a while, John Parker. And people listening to you know, they some of them have played it, some of them haven't. But something particular to me, you know, this game has taught me a lot. You know, whether it's trust my teammates, the ability to work hard, uh, get through adversity. But like for you, like what's one thing that you can say, man, like the game of football has taught Josh Jacobson and that's something you can take with you the rest of your life? I would say the biggest thing that the game has taught me is patience. Mm-hmm. That's probably the biggest thing, patience. Uh, um, I would say that because even when things weren't necessarily going my way, um, I just kept doing things the right way. And um, yeah. eventually everything kind of paid out for itself. I mean, so that's the biggest thing, just, just faith and patience, honestly. Definitely. It definitely paid out yeah, for you, man. That's good stuff. That's good. You got any predictions for the rest of the season? The Raiders 2019? And the Bama 2019. You know we got to get that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, first with Bama, I mean, we are. I, I know we're going to win it all this year. Um, and I got a lot of lot of players uh, that's betting against us um, on this team. So I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see how. Hey, don't um, give them any points now. There's no points oh, in yeah. the NFL. You yeah. just gotta take them <laughs> straight up. up. <laughs> no <Yeah>. points. So <laughs> look, but uh, the Raiders, man, we on the up. Um, honestly, um, a lot of people counting us out because of the previous couple of years, but we really have something special going this year, and um, I feel like that we're gonna. Turn a lot of heads this year and um, definitely finish way better than what we're predicted to finish. So uh, we just trying to come in every day and, and get better as a team and grow and learn each other. 
um, as players and just trying to put it all on the line. That's good, man. Hey, Josh, I don't have anything else no, to say about John Parker. We appreciate your time, dude. You're making us proud. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you're going to be playing the league for a long, long time. So no, keep it up, my man. No doubt, bro. Many yeah. prayers and best to see you from this end, dog. Thank you again. Yeah. Thank y'all, man. Thank y'all for having me. Roll Tide. Yeah. Go Raiders. Roll Tide. Man, what a great interview with Josh Jacobs, man. What a dude, man. I know, man. He sounds so calm, at peace, and really loving what he does, man. I, f- I find some young guys, you know, that first year in the NFL is a tough year. You know, you transition in thousands and thousands of way- miles away from your comfort zone, him all the way in, you know, Cali, and, you know, just learning a whole new system, a whole new aspect of things, and, the money, the... At- and think about it, too. He hadn't really stopped since nah. August of last year. Right. Because you go through the training camp, season, postseason, all the way to January, and then you now you're trying to make a job. Right. And he's been working the whole time. But, man, just a, just a good guy. He was here for three seasons, 2016-18. Under Coach Saban, he had 2,576 all-purpose yards. Special, man. 1,491 rushing yards, 571 receiving yards, which is where he's going to kill people in the NFL, yes. being able to Match catch up. that ball out of the backfield. He was a kick returner for 514 yards, 22 touchdowns. I mean, the guy really, and you know, came as— I can as, do it all. He can. <laughs> he, you know, if they if they let him, he'd probably go down and make, make uh, tackles on special teams. I mean, I see. I'm, I'm looking at, like, Marshall Falk type guy. You know what I'm saying? He can really catch it out of the backfield. He can run it. And as, as, as physical as he is, he's just as shifty, man. He, he's hard to tackle. You see him jump cut a lot of the times uh, yep. and, and burst. Like, he, he's he's going to be a tough he's the character, complete man. package. Yeah. And I'm a numbers guy. I'm a stats guy. So I like this one. He was the first back in the NFL okay. since 2001 to post 100 yards from scrimmage with two TDs in his first NFL game. Wow. Getting it done. Wow. That is And that was on time. that Monday night game. Yeah. They played the prime, prime time. time. Prime time. They say stars come out at night. Mm. Stars come out at night. And look, that franchise is looking for some stars right now. No doubt. I mean, he's going to be one. Of course, Derek Carr, we, we know what he can do. Um, and the rest of the guys are going to be, you know, guys on the defensive side and just coming along. But he's, he's going to carry a heavy, heavy load um, this season in terms of carrying it, catching it. And I mean, I wish him the best this year. He's like you say, he's already started off to a fast start. And you know, the AFC West is going to be a tough division. You know, with Kansas City, Denver, themselves, and San Diego. Um, you know, I really think the Raiders are probably two in that a- avenue. Kansas City's my favorite in that, in that division. But hmm. in order, and, going out on a limb there, Rashad. I know, right? <laughs> in order for them to be able to win it, man, Josh is going to have to have some really, really special games against the Chiefs when they play each other. Because it is, think about it, because we did say it was a different game, and you really don't know, but in the NFL, all you're trying to do is get to the get to the playoffs. That's it. That's, that's goal number one. I just want to get an invite to the dance. Can she invite me to the dance? When I get there, I'm going to be the cleanest person there. Plenty of teams won the wild card that's and gone to the Super Bowl. So you're just trying. It's different like in, NFL, in college, which most of the fans listening to this are probably college fans. you got to win every game, and it's yeah. just a grind. You know, all you got to do, you can be eight and eight and go win a Super Bowl. Nice. Yep. Eight and eight, nine and seven. Like, it, it's done year after year. The Giants did it. You know, the Green Bay Packers, you know, uh, were some of the teams that, that have done it, you know, here recently in the past. And, you know, that were wild card teams to, to fight them way, their way to the, to the, to the, Super Bowl, man. But Josh, man, uh, if you're listening, thank you again. I mean, we, we couldn't be more excited about having you on the, on the captain's corner today and just sharing, you know, everything that you had to share, man. Sweetness. That's his back. It's Mr. Walter Payton. So my my little brother Peyton 
yeah. he's now a freshman. I've talked about him playing baseball here. He yeah. was born on November 1st, 1999. Okay. Same day that Walter Payton died. Wow. So we named him Payton. Okay. We were in the hospital room and Saw Walter it. Payton was on TV. Wow. Man, man, that's powerful, man. Yep. Yeah, I love it, man. Dude, I don't even know if I want to go back to South Carolina. I want to keep talking Josh Jacobs in NFL football right hey, now. Hey, we can talk. We, we can, can do talk, whatever we want to, We can huh? talk. All, hey, this is our <laughs> the, show. Right. The Captain's Corner. And how do we... How do we come up with this, man? The Captain's Corner Podcast. We haven't even told the people. I don't think we have. You know, where the name came from, the idea, just none of it. So here we are, episode, you tell us. Six? Yeah, and, and now we explain what's going on here. <laughs> so we were both captains for, team elected captains yeah. for, for 2007. 2007 for you yeah. and 2008. Mm-hmm. And then me for just two, I only got one season. Mm-hmm. So you got, you got two seasons. But man, it, it just means so much to be a captain of the Alabama Crimson Tide, especially where you and I came from growing yeah. up here in the state, For being sure. Alabama fans, to have your feet and your handprint out there yeah, below, below Denny Chimes. It's, um, it's, it's an amazing feeling, you know, something that's going to live on with the rest of these captains forever. So, you know, that's how the name kind of came about. We both were captains, you know, kind of just in our corner and we're talking football, mm-hmm. Captain's Corner Podcast. So, you know, hopefully we can get a segment, start getting some former captains on here and let's talk about that, man. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's I, dial in on that aspect. Josh, what, we'll, we'll, he'll be an honorary captain. He was an honorary we'll, captain. We'll make him one. For sure. He was a captain of that football team, whether he got his hand and footprints in the semen or not. He, he had a tremendous career, um, battled a lot of adversity. And for him to say that, you know, the game of football taught him patience mm. and faith. Man, like that, that was powerful to me, you know, that, that it takes patience to understand that it's always going to be a season of time before, you know, anything that I put in the ground shows me any fruit or any harvest in it and then to have faith to when I can't even see it you know but I know that I planted it there and something eventually is coming so he's just putting in the work week in and week out he's going through the struggles week in and week out and I mean it ends up being a first round draft pick man and just, like Coach Saban said you just gotta do things the right way every day yeah man and that's, you gotta have the patience and faith to do it because if not then you start trying to you know rush and, and cut corners but if you're not doing things the right way it's gonna kind of come up and bite you and this is a guy man I'm telling you You've been in a locker room when you got a guy that's yeah. athletic as him and is a kind of kind of guy, the kind of man that he is and yeah. he's going to be. He may, he can make a franchise better. Oh, just yeah. one guy for sure. I mean, he definitely has done that. I mean, to think about everything that Oakland's going through and what they've went through with the loss, you know, Antonio Brown and, and the aspects that happened there. But I mean, if I'm the GM or I'm the head coach, like, yeah, we lost a really great player, but I, I'm I'm not you know losing too much sleep over that because I got an even younger guy that I think you know can grow into that caliber of guy. And, I, and there's no doubt about it. I think Josh Jacobs can be an All Pro running back, Pro Bowl guy, perennial years man, and help carry that franchise. You know, the way that they're looking for him to do. Um, oh, I, he might be the rookie of the year this year if he keeps it up. <laughs> no, right? Feed me rappers or yeah. feed me beats. He's going to get plenty of carries. And speaking of plenty of carries, let's talk about this South Carolina team because, man, there's not a lot of times that this Alabama defense gives up a over 100 yard rusher. Like I said, Rico Dowdell. Yeah. 102 yards. What? 4.7 yards a carry overall as a team, man. You, you I mean, go back. What do you do? What do we do as a defense now? Do you just say, you know, they, they were going to commit to the run. Yeah, they were going to commit to the run. I think a lot of when you watch the film, you get a chance to see it. Um, there's there's gap control. Um, and then at the end of the day, man, we, we got to, like, tackle. I mean, we're hitting guys, and, you know, like, our legs are dying. Mm-hmm. And then we got to get more people to the ball. You know, when you're playing a, a great guy like Brian Edwards or Rick, Rico Dudow, when you're trying to tackle these guys, man, and the more we get an opportunity to play SEC running backs. Get ready. One-on-one 
opportunities, the advantage goes to the running back because mm-hmm. you're talking about a guy that's 215, 220 pounds, or even Najee Harris, 230 pounds. You saw what he did to every person that tried to tackle him one-on-one on that one play he made. Like that goes throughout the parameter of, of all the SEC football. One-on-one tackles are very hard to make in the game of football, so we have to get more guys rallying to the ball and, and getting there on contact. When one guy hits him, we got to have another guy coming in to make sure that we're knocking him back and knocking him down and not letting him get those extra yards. That was a lot of, you know, the things that I saw in the run game from Rico Dowduel and from from um, from Brian Edwards, man, that we just we weren't knocking them back and we weren't making the one-on-one tackles. They were just too physical for us, which I, I've never been able to say that too much when it comes to, to an say, Alabama football. Is, this a tec- is it a technique thing or is it just a – Mentality and technique. I think it's mentality and technique. Like I tell them, man, you got to you gotta want to stick your face in the fan. Mm. Like it's gonna hurt, yes, but I'm gonna stick my face in the fan. It won't hurt for long. Right. You got, I mean, it's it's part of the mentality of playing defensive football. If I don't like contact and I don't like a little bit of pain, then I don't need to play defense. I need Especially to go play defense. something else. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Because like every time I, I every play is gonna be some type of contact, and I have to be willing to administer that contact. I, I never can catch it as a as a defensive football player. That has to be my mindset. You got to be the hammer, not the nail. Every time, man. Every time. So, so that, how do we do that now as a team? Because we got LeBron Ray, who Coach Saban said come out. He's he's going to miss a lot of the rest of the season. It becomes more even more mentality now, where you just got to circle the wagons and say, hey, you know, we we know we got Dylan Moses out. We got two true freshmen at linebacker. Mm-hmm. Now we got DJ Dale at linebacker. We got. A boy be over true freshman at defensive tackle. So we got some young guys that are going to have to play. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. I mean, like you said, with like Brian Ray going down, you know, and us not, you know, tackling as well and they were able to run the ball the way they were like it has to be a mentality mindset and I think you know the leaders of this team are going to have to some of them are going to be from the secondary but I think you know our outside linebackers Raekwon Terrell Anthony Jennings and Xavier McKinney those four guys those four guys are going to have to really like circle the wagon and put their feet in the ground and say look everybody inside of us we're going to show you the way it's done and follow us each and every day I'm talking about from, from pursuit drill at the beginning in the practice to turnover circuit at the beginning of the practice to the competitive drills against the offense at the end of practice like it's a mentality mindset that we have to teach a lot of these younger guys well and we're only week three so yeah. you got to get it quick because we went i thought the defensive line was one of the deepest parts of our team going yeah. into the season now with a lebron out mm-hmm. with alfano out in right. the transfer portal it's a different team. Yeah. I mean, I think these guys got to start. They just got to wake up in the morning eating glass and just being pissed off at saying, we got to take it over. No doubt. I mean, because like you said, we're going now to, you know, three true freshmen that are going to have to really get in this rotation to play a lot. DJ Dale has played tremendous for us. I'm not worried about him. Justin E. Boyby, he's going to get a lot more snaps now with LeBron way down. And then Byron Young, he's going to get a lot more snaps I now. I like him, though. I do, too. I like both of these kids. Really good players. But, you know, like you said, just being freshmen and, and having to anchor that front. You know, sometimes it's not so much of, you know, mentality and, and mindset, you know, some Sometimes as a freshman offense alignment or defense alignment as much as it is just the physical attributes to get it done, mm-hmm. you know, because as a freshman, these guys, 6'4", 294, 295, both 
big guys, but have they lifted enough weights? Have they, you know, done enough power cleans to where they have that that shock and that power out of their hips when they're taking on those offensive linemen to to knock them back just yet as being freshman guys? Are they going to play really finesse and, you know, athletic football like they played in high school because they were so much better than the guys in front of them? So those are the things that kind of, you know, come down to here as the, as the season go on and make sure these young guys are getting a lot of technique work and individual technique work in each play and we're, we're, we're forcing that on them to understand that hey we can't do this thing athletically up front like we did in, in high school but we have to be technique sound gap sound and teaching on those aspects of it but man and I, I tell you another thing that before we move on to the offensive side of the ball but this is going to influence the defense is this offense scores quick yeah. I mean, they are – we scored a lot of points last week against South Carolina, but they're not on the field a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, 10 plays was the longest one um, last week, and it's just the guys are picking them up, putting them down. Jerry Judy's catching the ball, getting downfield. There's a lot of stuff where Alabama scores so quick, and it's just like last year where it's a three-play drive, four-play drive, a lot of them less than two minutes. So the defense might play great. But the offense scores points in, in less than two minutes. You're back on the field. Yeah, and it hurts us um, for sure because, like you said, when you have a you know not as much depth, and then you're playing so many snaps. Like I think Coach Saban may have quoted him saying, and I don't want to quote him wrong, but 92 snaps. He was like, we can't. We are not going to be able to sustain as a defense playing, you know, anywhere from 80 to 92 snaps a game like we did, you know, South these Carolina past couple had of 86 games. last week. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a ton of snaps, you know, for any defense to get, you know, and if you don't have guys up front that you can rotate in, uh, you know, I don't care how great a shape Raekwon Davis is for 86 snaps, he's going to get tired mm-hmm. and we got to rotate someone else in there in that spot. That, and we got to make sure that person is capable of getting the job done, you know? And so that, that's a huge aspect for us. So hopefully, you know, we can get some balance. I mean, I'm not trying to tell our offense not to score fast, but you know, sometimes it's hard that it's hard to stop when you got Henry Ruggs just, Running through people like a ghost, man. You blink your eyes and he's gone. You know, that's kind of hard to tell people not to do that. But the more we can have sustained drives as an offense and continue to put points on the board to balance out you know, this, this this time difference in our in our offensive players, not offensive players, but our defensive players playing so many snaps week in and week out um, is, is going to be a huge factor as, as this season goes on for us. Well, for sure. I mean, look – and in the offense, you know, it's so hard to, to not score. Mm-hmm. How about this stat? Alabama had f- over 400 yards receiving last week against wow. Carolina after the catch. 440 yards passing for two, a tongue of Aloha, but over 400 yards came on after the catch. So he was 28 of 36, 444 yards, five touchdowns. But when he throws the ball to Ruggs or throws the ball to Jerry, they're right. catching it. Just like Josh Jacobs used to do mm-hmm. of not getting out of bounds. I haven't seen these guys one time – go out of bounds unless it's, we haven't had a two minute situation yet yeah not one time have they gone out no not at all I fighting mean, fighting for every every inch every yard well I think too because they, they know that with Jerry Judy Devontae Smith Henry Ruggs Jalen Waddle now yeah. Najee's the fifth running back or right, fifth, fifth receiver, receiver. yeah you're, you're not only getting so many chances I gotta do the most that I can do with it every time I touch it and you can see that on those guys man when they touch the ball it's like they get electric and they get excited and they're like, where is the end zone and how do I get there? And, you know, uh, like you said, they're not trying to go out of bounds. It's a simple curl route, you know, to to um, to my guy, Jerry Judy on the sideline early on in the game. Not early, it was in the third quarter. And I remember he, you know, shook a defender and then stepped back in and you thought he was going to go out of bounds and shook that defender too. Again. Yeah, and got up the field for like a 17, 18-yard gain in the third quarter, man. It's just, like you said, they're not – 
they're not willing to say, I'm going to catch it and just get out of bounds. They're like, we're trying to make the explosive play. We know we can make the explosive play. So let's go after it each and every time, man. But and it, there's nothing better for the quarterback when you throw a simple slant route and you can see it on our <laughs> captain's corner cut-ups yeah. that Rashad and I are doing every week now. You can find them on Twitter and Instagram. You can find them on Facebook. But we're breaking down a play just like we would if we were watching it in the film room where – you you throw you call a simple RPO run pass option in the, mm-hmm. in the in the huddle and when you break the huddle you don't know who's going to catch the ball or if they we're going to hand it off and run in it but when they put more guys in the box because they respect the run yeah you've got to throw it and got now you. a simple two yard two step slant turns into an eighty eight and out the gate I'll take it all day long all day I mean defense you w- have to run more sprints after after practice because we're going to be scoring <laughs> <laughs> so you saying just get it together defense got to oh man let me go holler at my dogs <laughs> <laughs> but no man I, I, I totally agree with you man you can't uh, ain't nothing you can do about that when that happens man and these guys are just scoring points and and getting it out of their hands and, and ripping it off man and you know something that's almost as good as us scoring those points it's probably even better this U.S. Wellness Meats, mm, man. The grill. Yes. Are you on a mission for prime nutrition and more? Flavor your food. U.S. Wellness Meats specializes in grass-fed and grass-finished beef, lamb, and bison. They offer pasture-raised pork, free-range poultry, and wild-caught seafood. Grass-fed and, pa- and pasture-raised meats are loaded with omega-3s, vitamins, and minerals. You can have... You can have sustainably raised meat from family farms delivered right to your door for free. Try it for yourself by using the code BAMA to save 15% off your order. Browse over 1,400 flavor-packed all-natural foods at uswellnessmeats.com. Make sure you check them out, man. Like I said, I've I've tried the, the chicken sausage. I haven't tried the other meats yet, man, but... Being a West Coast guy, I can say that. I was there for seven years in Arizona. I'm a West Coast guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> West Coast flair. You know, um, little E-40, you know. But uh, I, I was all about, you know, that free range, that wild caught, that, you know, non-organic. I mean, that organic, non-GMO. You know, I got I caught the whole West Coast I'm fad, with you, though. Man. Especially now we get a family. You start yeah. thinking different when you got to feed the kids, too. For You're sure. Like, Do I want to put all this then, yeah. antibiotics and hormones? I saw on the way here, I think Chick-fil-A. Pretty soon they're getting away God's no chicken. antibiotics in their chicken. So it's it's they, definitely they chicken ain't never had antibiotics. That's God's chicken. That you you exactly right. Wellness you, wellness meats has got to get everything else. Um <laughs> so check them out. Make sure you put the code BAMA fifteen Please. in there for fifteen percent off. Love it, man. It's, it's the way, it's the way everybody's going. And US Wellness Meats is the is one of the first to the table there. So right for sure. And look, the mega threes, the vitamins, the minerals, it's all healthiness for your body. Inflammation, it works, man. It really does. Healthier life healthier body speaking of inflammation inflammation just popped in my head what's up we're, we're playing 86 plays on defense <laughs> what's it like and, I, and I'm, I'll go from a quarterback standpoint because I think people talk about us not getting hit Man, it's so tough to recover from Saturday to get ready to play a game the next Saturday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, if you play that many snaps, you know, as many as we played the other night, uh, eight, like you said, 86, and then you have a game like our guy Xavier McKinney had. I mean, he had nine tackles, one tackle for a loss, and an interception. You know, Shane Lee, eight tackles. You know, Anthony, six. I mean, when you're when you're throwing your body around, Patrick Sertan, eight tackles. I mean, it's 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 tough to bounce back from you know those those physical games those hot games and I mean it was it was a physical one with with South Carolina the way that they ran the ball not only the way they ran it but Brian Edwards once they throw threw him the ball and he ran it after catch he was a, he was a physical specimen for us man and I think you know we we got out of the game healthy but there's always
always, you know, the nicks and, and the bruises and things that you're kind of battling week in and week out. You're never fully healthy after week one starts. So that's when, you know, that after whole week mindset. one of the training camp starts, right? All right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, basically, you might as well yeah, go all the way back to training camp. But that's where, you know, that offseason program comes in. You know, that's where the fourth quarter, the summer conditioning, it's not so much, it is to get you in shape. But at the same time, it's also to work your mentality and your mindset. You know, once I get tired, once I don't feel like it, once my body tells me to quit, like, can I can I push my mind even more to play and sustain the level of play that I'm supposed to play at? And, you know, that's what we're tapping into now. We're going into week four. You're hurt. You're tired. You're physical. You know, it's a lot of things been going on. But now is the time to shift that mindset. Continue to push forward, man, because we got a huge contest coming in. Southern Miss, you know, this week coming up. Um, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be a good test for us, it man. Is. They're two and one. Jack Abraham, their quarterback, though, put up 463 yards passing last week against Troy through two two touchdowns. He started the game completing his first 17 passes. So kind of like what Ryan Halinski did to us, mm-hmm. just going out, dinking and dunking completing balls we don't have time I know we're big favorites I think close to 40 point favorites coming to this game but you got to just pick it up now now we're getting into to the real college football where every week is a new test yeah I mean every week for us we're always gonna have the x in our back and teams are gonna give us their best and I think for us you know coming into this week we got to play the tendencies that we see from Southern Miss on film for sure because they're going to show you what they do and they're eventually going to come back and they're going to do those things but for me man I think those first 15 those first 30 they're going to grab some wrinkles from this South Carolina playbook man with these unbalanced sets whether it's the tackle over or putting four receivers on one side isolating guys backside um, they're, they're going to go back to some of those things to where South Carolina had success maybe even in the special teams you know pull out a fake there some, at Why some not? point you know it, it worked miss, yeah, I'm yeah. Doing it. so, so there's, there's going to be things that we're going to always have to you know get better at and work on and I mean this, this is like I said this isn't a, a slouch opponent that we have coming in there you know they're, they're passing for over 347 yards a game that's you know first in the conference USA but 14th in the country I mean that that's good numbers for Southern Miss um, so you know our secondary our pass rush we're going to be challenged in this game for sure for sure yeah and I think on the offensive side of the ball 25 rushes last week only 76 yards so it, it's and a lot of it has to do, and I'm not worried about the numbers because a lot of it was a run pass option where we're going to throw the ball. I think we got we made strides last week in the running game, and this is being the thing that the fan every fan's talking about as well. We're not running the ball like we used to. Yeah, I think this is a different offense than we've ever had. Yeah, we've got four of the best receivers in the entire country. Right, I think we have the best quarterback in the country. No, I no. like throwing the ball to him. Let's throw it all we can, but. You gotta you gotta be able to run the ball when it's necessary, when it's needed. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance Tua has an off day. Look, everybody has them, but I, I think it's like you said on the defense. It's just a mentality thing. Najee looked good running the ball to me, lining up when we called those just old school power plays. Yeah, he was running behind the his center pants. blocks down, and the guard pulls around. That's what I like to see, and I think that's what a lot of the fans want to see also. Yeah, they want to see him lined up in you know that traditional eye or pistol look now because we're never going to be in the eye at any point. Hey, we, we, we have gone on our center like yeah. three times this year, though. That's true. Very Couple true. quarterbacks. Need, yeah. I like it. I do, too. I do, too. So goal line, short yardage are aspects when we're doing that. But a lot of times like we're going to be in that pistol formation, and they like to see it. You know, put Najee right behind Tua. Put you know Brian Robinson right behind him with these – 
humongous running backs that we have and and let them roll downhill. And I thought, you know, Najee really did a great job of that, you know, considering the first two games of the season, uh, just a little hesitant and finding that hole. A little finding indecisive. That, yeah, indecisive and finding that hole. Um, this week, man, he was very decisive, downhill, punishing guys with that physical body that he has, man. Um, and then, you know, showing his great athleticism and just ultra, ultra talent. The reason why we wanted him here, you know, is the way he caught the ball out of the backfield and finished it, you know, on that tremendous play in the third quarter. It was just awesome all the way around. And i tell you who I like, too, is Keelan Robinson is not scared to hit somebody. Yeah, He's the smallest backward guy back there, but he will Little put doubt. his pads down and – Go looking for lunch. He does, man. I like that kid a lot, man. From you know, from Washington D.C. area, uh, not scared or worried or fearful of anything. Uh, he he takes that to his play each and every day. He's, he's a silly little guy, man. Around the building, I, I enjoy hanging around him, man, and just and just watching him do what he does. Like I said, he's fearless, um, and he's always ready to go in and, and ready for his opportunity, man. So to see him come in as a you know. True freshman. I mean, we got some other guys, Jerome Ford, you know, Tadarius Town, some guys that, you know, he was able to leapfrog and get in front of to get some playing time. Shows you, you know, how special of, of a talent he he is, man. So he's going to be a guy down the road that's going to help us out tremendously, tremendously. What about the switch up, man? My, my dog, Wes Welker. Slade Bolden, we got guy. that's my guy, man. We got to talk about Slade, the third and two. He came in, showed you the Wildcat, you know, Louisiana Gatorade player of the year, third and two. Put hey, it in his hands, coach. Got it done in the Wildcat, and then runs a, I mean, a great hey, route, yeah. one on one with the out, the the deep post route. That was your guy from training. Camp. He's coming along, guys. I told you the first action he got, big major action was an SEC play, and I thought that third and two was a uh, was a great wrinkle, even if it was a play that we didn't. Yes. That we didn't get you know now teams have to prepare for it as a defense we like dang you know what just happened they got a wildcat offense now and what teams are probably going to know he played quarterback in high school he can throw it so he can throw the ball it's not like a decoy where you just put mark ingram back there and let him run the ball exactly a chance to pull it back and throw it yeah so i'm really excited to see how you know sark uses that that new weapon and that new package i mean he only sprinkled it just a little bit because the game was kind of out of hand he sprinkled it just so people could see it like hey we got this in the bag so go ahead and start preparing for it and and making you know their practice is a little bit longer. For hey, them. as many analysts <laughs> as all these coaches got now, you know they're just freaking out. They're yeah. dialing up every wildcat that Sark's ever run. Right. No doubt about it. They're looking at old film, man. Throw it back. Throw it back. What does he have in his tool belt, man? But that was a great wrinkle. Great, great wrinkle, man. And just him and Jalen Waddle in the backfield is, is scary sight to me. Ooh, I like that a lot. I mean, I'd put Jalen back there. Jalen Waddle, anytime he gets the ball in his hands, watch out. Yeah. Anything he wants to do, man, I would let him do it. Like, if he came to me and asked me to do anything, like, that's the type of guy he is and the mentality he has like since the day he walked in here I mean I remember I was with the uh with the Giants I was interning up there um in the coaching aspect of things of the New York Giants and coach called with the opportunity to come here of course I would take that so I jumped on and I got here middle of training camp last year and I'm watching you know day one go by okay 17 look all right day two go by 17 pretty good third day I was like yo like who is 17? Because he, like, he's talking. He he out here, he's ball. He didn't care if it was Diggs. He didn't care. He didn't care who was against him. Like, he was competing, and he was loving it. Like, like you could that. just see the energy and the love of football in him, man. So, whatever that guy wants to do, man, I would say, Coach, just let him do it. Like Let's he, throw him the ball more. Yeah, whatever. Like, See, <laughs> most people are saying we need to run the, more, the ball more. I think we need you, to throw uh, it. Let's I mean, go. of course, quarterback wants us to throw the ball even more. 36 <laughs> attempts from two is not enough. It's not enough? No. What, we you need want like 55? 50, 55. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be on the, on the field for 
five hours. Gonna, that game is going to take forever. Wow, he's already broken every record. As long we as ever it's got. under 90, I'm okay with him throwing it 50 times. 90 plays? No, or 90 degrees. 90 degrees. I want it to be cool so I can get off the sideline if he's going to throw it 50 <laughs> times. Keep scoring points. I'm we'll just keep joking, man. It done. I no, love it. I love it. Yeah. We're getting it done. We got to get it done next week. We got 11 o'clock kick against Southern Miss. Wake up, have your coffee. Biscuits at Bryant Denny. Let's go. Let's do it. Biscuits at Bryant. I like that. Mm. Biscuits at Bryant Denny. How about how many fans would meet us on the Walk of Champions for biscuits at Bryant Denny? I think we could get quite a few. I like that. We might need to start that. Yeah. We'll talk to Caribbean, talk to Chelsea about getting to set up some coffee, coffee, some biscuits. biscuits, and we can do the podcast we'll get that morning. We'll get some U.S. Wellness Meats down there, get that on the grill early going with yes. the chicken sausage out there. Remember to go to uswellnessmeats.com. Got to scramble the egg. I mean, and the chicken sausage, man, like they, it's chicken apple sausage. Yeah, like they really key. took a piece of an apple. You can tell like it isn't like no fake, like cut the apple and laid it right Changed in there. the texture up a little bit. So good. Oh, Lord Jesus. Go to Bama. Thank go you. go to uh, uswellnessmeats.com. Use the promo code Bama. Get 15% off your order. Got to support the sponsors. Thank you so much. Yes. This is the Captain's Corner podcast on the Alabama Insider Channel. We'll be back next week. Sounds good. This has been the Captain's Corner. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Crimson Tide Sports Network.